0: Hi, welcome to Responsibly Authentic, the podcast about digging into our emotions with biblical truth. My name is Christine, and I am your host. I am a wife, mother, daughter, and friend. I have struggled with my emotions over the years, both controlling my emotions and taking responsibility for my emotions. I started to write my own Bible study to find out why my reactions were so intense, and now I want to share them with you. By joining me, You'll be brought on a journey with a weekly reading plan, taking us through the Bible in one year. Our website is responsiblyauthentic.com, as well, our Facebook and Instagram can be found at the handle, responsiblyauthentic. Sign up for a weekly newsletter on our mailing list. See the show notes for the link. This is week number 13, which is published on March 28, 2021. The topic this week is God Chooses Our Heart. This week we're reading through 1 Samuel 10 through 26. Again that's chapters 10 through 26 in 1 Samuel. The topic for our study on emotions is obedience. Please see season one for that podcast. The weekly reading is the same. Each week we'll follow the same format. We'll start with a prayer, continue with our study, follow with a bit of homework, and then our final prayer. Father God, I see your creations all around, and I am amazed by your glory. You provide needed strength and undeserved grace. I know that you see my heart when you look at me. Help me to love others the way that you love. Amen. We will now dive into our study based on this week's reading. As a reminder, you can find the study based on our emotions in Season 1 of the podcast. As I scroll through images on Instagram, it's apparent that we live in a world that judges based on our looks, your face, your body. Even when interviewing for a customer service job, we are judged by our looks. Camilla Shenanding, a professor at Psychology of Department of Hofstrom University, studied bias in hiring based on physical attractiveness. In her, in her article, she states that physically attractive people have long been viewed as more sociable, happier and successful than their less attractive counterparts. This stereotype has been documented as far back as the early 1970s in psychology journals and academic studies that showed a clear bias toward more attractive individuals in teacher assessments of students, voter preferences for political candidates and jury judgments in simulated trials. Shahari Denning notes that while in categories where you might expect attractiveness to rule out others, like a news anchor, celebrity, or model, many jobs are judged by looks, including non-customer facing roles. The exception was jobs where a man was typically employed, a less attractive female would be chosen over attractive female. The attractiveness bias continues to employment practices such as performance reviews and disciplinary actions. I think this is why we love a show like The Voice, where judges choose contestants by their voice, not their looks or their body type. In 1st Samuel 15, Saul's disobedience and ego infuriated God. Samuel tells Saul that God desired to destroy the Amalekites, all of them: men, women, children, babies, cattle, sheep, goats, camels, donkeys, you name it. See 1st Samuel 15:3. However, Saul spared Agag, the king, and his men spared the best livestock. Saul explains to Samuel that what he he did and he does it perfectly proudly. When Samuel explains his disobedience and the Lord's resulting anger to Saul, Saul backpedals and blames those he leads. Samuel angrily explains that all good intentions mean little when disobeying the Lord. Samuel tells Saul of God's disappointment and regrets in making Saul king. Remember that Saul was brought into this position because of his original favor and looks. Fast forward to 1 Samuel 16, God tells Samuel that he is over Saul and ready to name his successor. He tells Samuel to find a man with many sons named Jesse in Bethlehem. And God's already selected one of Jesse's sons. With his worldly attractiveness bias, Samuel immediately selected Eliab, who was tall and mighty, Samuel thought for sure this is the guy, this one's it. But God had other plans in mind. God chose the youngest, the smallest of Jesse's sons. God chose David for his heart, the heart of a warrior who trusted God to deliver him from the Israelites and the Israelites. See 1 Samuel 17:36. God did not choose David for his strength initially. God chose David for his heart and his faith in God. Does not God not choose you for the same reason? Jesus tells his disciples in John fifteen sixteen, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. God chose us. We did not choose him first. God knew our hearts before we were born. Jeremiah 1, 5, says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born, and I set you apart. In the same way, God knows our hearts. God, The Lord knows the real person, not the Instagram person. God knows our hearts, our needs, and our desires, the good and the bad. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. In Proverbs 21.2, we know that people will justify their actions, but God always knows their hearts. While the world judges us by what we say, how attractive we are, how toned our bodies are, God judges us by our hearts and who we are in Him. God judges our motives as pure or evil. God judges when we scheme for notoriety, profit, or when we freely give. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. God wants you to be the person that God designed you to be, with pure heart, who loves each other. John 13:34 through 35 says, "A new command I give you: to love one another, as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this everyone will know." that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you'd like to see more about the attractiveness, attractiveness bias that I mentioned earlier, there is a link in the show notes. At this time, I'm going to allow for a pause. After you pause the podcast, this is your chance to take any notes from what you've heard. When you're ready, press play again. Welcome back. We always want to do a little bit of homework to see what God's telling us about this study. So if God looked at your heart and your motives today, what would he see? Pray that the motives of your heart are always pure. I'd like to say one thing before we go into our final prayer. I'm not a counselor or therapist and I'm not licensed in any way. I'm simply someone who discovered that my emotions were taking over and taking control of my life. If you need to reach out to someone, please reach out to a therapist or counselor who can help you or guide you. You can reach out to me at any time at contact at responsiblyauthentic.com or on our website. You are not alone in this. You are enough, and you are at the right place at the right time to be learning the lessons you're learning today. This life is not easy. Just know that you have support. And remember to pray continuously. God is always with you. First John 5:14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will... He hears us. Also support each other every day. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Let's pray. Father God, I know that often my motives are not pure, and sometimes I hide behind a mask and struggle to show my real self to others. Please give me the strength to be honest, genuine, and authentic. Amen please help us reach more women by subscribing and rating our podcast. We appreciate your five-star ratings. Goodbye, everyone. I look forward to speaking with you next week. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace, mercy, and peace.